Hello, fellow friends of the Webernet. I am Ted Harris. Welcome to another session of Life in the Ted Lane. I'm your host, Ted Harris. This is the Iron Sheik next to my Nicole Flatov Lindsay. I'm, I'm, wait a minute. I'm the Iron Sheik next to your... Nicole Flatov. Who's, who's Nicole Flatov and the Iron Sheik? Iron Sheik and Nicole Flatov are professional wrestlers. Hey, wrestlers got relationships too, you know. That's true, they do. That's a fact. All right. So today is a great show for you. Last summer, Lizzie Vince and I, Lizzie Vince, Simone and I, went to Cape May, New Jersey, which is south of Wobble, New Jersey. We stayed at the Marquis Lafayette Hotel. The what? The Marquis Lafayette Hotel. The Marquis Lafayette Hotel? That's what I said. The Marquis de Lafayette Hotel? That's a pet-friendly hotel, which was actually erected in the 1960s. We saw a lot of great architecture and historic houses. We saw a lot of historic houses and looked kind of like a gingerbread house or something out of a Christmas movie or something like that. Like like, like something out of the Lord Pole and all that. We see that in, in one of those Christmas movies or all that or something out of The Wizard of Oz. It all kind of, yeah, it does kind of look like, it looks like Munchkinland, kind of. And it also has, um, so there's lots of Victorian architecture. Is yep. that right? Yeah, there's also the Harriet Tubman house. Yeah. And we also saw another house that was dedicated to abolitionists, you know, and we saw the, the War Memorial. I bet they go a lot for, for Memorial Day, the 4th of July. Yep, I'm sure they do. And we saw the beach. We saw a lot of the ice cream places, a bagel place, and we also saw a taco place. Mm-hmm. How was the beach, Ted? The beach was excellent. It was cold, but, but brilliant. Well... I wouldn't say the beach was cold, but the water was fabulous. Yeah, it felt amazing, didn't it? Did you feel, how did it make you feel, Ted? Pretty good. Yeah. I I could see why my mom likes it so much. Yeah. The ocean is a wonderful, wonderful thing. We also saw the marketplace and all that. We ate good food. We saw we're, we were okay, but Simone was not having it. So can you mm-hmm. talk, t- why do you think Simone wasn't having it, Ted? Because she wanted the pack to be together and she wanted to go back to Philadelphia. Yeah, she wanted all of us to be together. What was another thing that really blew her mind while we were there? The fact she was in New Jersey. In fact, she had, she had probably been there before with her old owners. Well, I don't know about that, but remember the horses? The horses, yeah, I remember that. Horses and carriages. She was, she was trying to love up the horse and all that, but the horse not having it. Well, the horses were very good because they were wearing their blinders and they were ignoring her. Mm-hmm. But Simone was just about... Woo! Yeah. She was about ready to rip my arm off with her leash. It was very difficult. Um, she. There was one point... They don't allow dogs on the Washington Square Mall. Mm-hmm. And Vince wanted to go get some presents for his sister. So we were sitting, she and I sat on a bench and it happened to be near one of the horse and buggies. And she finally just calmed down and just sat, but she did not take her eyes off that horse. And we also saw dolphins. Yes, we did. Please tell everybody about that. What was that like? We were last on the beach. We saw a big pot of dolphins go swimming by the word, leave you around, leave you around. Leap around. This is the first time I saw dolphins in the wild. They call them flipper, flipper, ever so likely. That was fun, wasn't it? That's the first time I ever seen dolphins outside the aquarium. Isn't that amazing? 
Uh, if only I had a fish to feed them. Yeah. But I I don't think you're supposed to feed wild dolphins. Mm, I don't think it would be a good idea. Hmm. Well, if you did it on like a whale watching cruise, maybe they maybe that's different. But anyway, but, what else, Ted? But now I want to talk about what we did the other day. On Saturday, we went to... Hey, what's going on? Oh, this? Oh, Ted, don't you remember from the last episode? This is another flashback. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, well, the other day we were at... Hi, Ted Harris, and this is Life with Ted Lane. This is a very special episode today. Maybe I wonder where we got the Great Wolf, especially it's so hot out. Where are we, Ted? We're at the Mag Art, Art Fair. That's about our, our garage art fair. Yep, we are at Mag Rocks Art, which is a festival in Mount Airy on Germantown Avenue. And there, Ted, do you want to tell everybody what we can see around us? Actually, you know around what? Let's I let's see, turn around. There we go. Around here, I see a lot of vendors. A lot of sellers, a lot of art. There's a band over there playing music, a lot of kids around. There's a church right there. There's a lot of vendors are also a lot of interesting art, a lot of great stuff. We've got really good weather for it today, don't we? Yep, sunny is beautiful, it's a beautiful day. Yep. Everybody's got very colorful and very beautifully made art and crafts and all kinds of cool stuff. So, we're gonna walk around a little bit more. We were just inside the Mount Airy Art Garage, and what did we see inside? We saw a lot of art there. We saw a lot of gift stuff for sale. We saw many photographs done by various people. We saw a lot of great stuff. Mm -hmm. They also had, they rent studio space to members. So if you're an artist, you can rent space. And they said that they have classes. And they also said that if there's a class that they don't have, you can request it. And if enough people request it, they will find somebody to teach it. Right, yeah. Ted? Okay. So, how about if we walk around a little bit more? What do you think of that? Okay, so, so we've got people who have made jewelry. There's a beautiful dog over there. Yep. And what other kinds of art and crafts do we see? There's some pink flamingo. Mm -hmm. There's some art done by people. Yep, they've got it's some urban type art over there. Those are some really beautiful ceramic planters with plants in them. They're gorgeous. A lot of great stuff. Uh huh. And there's also guys selling t-shirts and there's some, people, some jewelry a lot of people there. Selling. There's a lot of people who make really beautiful jewelry and things that they've sewn. That, there's there's the, a, this one guy makes these lights out of uh, shells. Yeah, they're really cool, aren't they? And there's an iron worker here. Yep, there's actually there's a painting of the art museum, and there's more paintings, mm -hmm. and there's some, some jewelry over there. Interesting stuff. There's, wow, those are some wow, very some beautiful African art and some amazing art. Yeah, those are amazing, aren't they? Yep. Flowery stuff. Some sand art. For kids. Some sand art and lottery stuff. Yep, they've got arts and crafts projects for kids to do. Yep. Yeah. And there's some interesting, amazing art here. So I'm interviewing this. He was, this is Larry West, and 
as you see his art looks like comic book art and all that. How long have you been doing art? Um, for a very long time. Wow, how... Your art is kind of like comic book art. Did you draw for, for comic books? Um, well, it has a very comic book-like style, but it's really what I consider a more modern illustration, illustration wow. style. Wow, and it's a lot of great art. Well, thank you very much, Ted. Wow, um, this is quite basic art. How did you learn to develop this How did you style? learn to develop the style? That's a really good question. Um, the honest answer is I just kept drawing and I figured something that worked for me. Wow. Yeah, every artist has a different way of doing it. Um, but what really tends to happen the most for an artist is they just keep creating and eventually you develop a style that's uniquely your own. All right, do you have any advice for any upcoming artists? Just keep drawing and make sure you're enjoying what you're doing. Never take on a client that you don't like and never do a commission that you don't enjoy. All right, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. Wow, I should get flight pay for making these trips. Yeah, we definitely should. I really like the Mount Area Arts Garage, and you can find out more about them on the internet, and we will put a link in the show notes. And we'll, you can see a lot of my art on our website, and you can see a lot of the art I did at the Mount Area Garage. A lot of amazing stuff. Yes, that's correct, because you had, we didn't mention that in the flashback, you had a painting exhibited last year at the Mount Airy Art Garage because they had a special Halloween show called Horror Business, which was curated by Larry West, and that meant that he picked out which pieces went in the show. And the pieces were all all kinds of different horror and Halloween art, and yours was... Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Had Dr. Jekyll get his formula in the background with Mr. Hyde's shadow. So now I'd like to speak of some Broadway news. We don't have any Buffett news this week, but we do have some interesting Broadway news. This month, they honored a theater in honor of James Earl Jones. You remember James Earl Jones? He's the voice of Darth Vader in Star Wars. He's the voice of Mustafa, the Lion King. He played the king in Coming to America. He's also a police commissioner in the first season of MathNet. In the first season of what show, Ted? MathNet. That's a Square One segment of, of Square One TV. So what's what, what was MathNet? MathNet is a, like Dragnet, but it's like numbers. Okay. So Ted James Earl Jones also had an amazing Broadway career. He was just one of, well, he has an amazing Broadway career. Do you remember seeing James Earl Jones on Sesame Street? Yes. He, he showed to the numbers and letters. Yeah, he read he read the alphabet and he counted to counted to 10. Was it 10 or 12? I can't remember. He counted 10. Okay. And he he also what I loved was when he counted in Spanish. <laughs> I will never forget the way he says ocho. That one's my favorite. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, I want to talk about the play Paint Your Wagon. I remember when I was a kid, dad would play the CD nonstop of the car, which pretty much drove everybody nuts, including mom. It had Lee Marvin, Clint Eastwood, and Gene Seberg. It was a play about the days of early frontier around, around the California Gold Rush. I think it's the only time that you hear Lee Marvin, Clint Eastwood. Ted, do you, what was the song that we had stuck in our heads recently that was driving us nuts? Hand me down that can of beans. Hand me down that can of beans. Remember that? Hand me down that can of beans. I'm throwing it away. I would like to apologize for everyone at home that had to hear that, but now that song's going to be stuck in your head forever. 
one song I remember is, I was born under the wandering star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, here, Ted, why don't you sip, sip some water, please? Yeah. Believe me, Lee Marvin, Lee Marvin, Clay Eastwood, could I, were not exactly vocalists. No, but you know what? When you make a Broadway musical for movies, you're not doing it because you're not doing it for the vocals. Sometimes you are, sometimes you aren't. You're doing it for the possibility of visuals, right, Ted? Mm-hmm. And whenever the ingenue lead woman is in it, she has that song about, there's too much sky for me. And that's incredibly beautiful in a theater where you can imagine the big sky that she's imagining. But in a movie, you see the actual big sky of the American West. Wow. And yeah, so that's that's why you make a movie musical. I mean, I've had this talk, talk with people about Sweeney Todd a lot. And I think Sweeney Todd is meant to be done on stage with people who can really, really sing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the illusion of London and blood and gore. But Tim Burton's Sweeney Todd, in my opinion, is good because it is the logical culmination of Tim Burton's whole visual thing. It's got obvious Batman references, obvious Edward Scissorhands references. It's got all the Beetlejuicy, you know, that white makeup and dark eyes and big hair thing. Mm -hmm. It's that whole outsider, Mm -hmm. the outsider mentality. Aren't you glad I told you this? Yep. We'll we'll post some some stuff on our website when we get the chance. Well, We'll do I get to post my dissertation about the obvious culmination of... uh, Tim Burton's Ovure in Sweeney Todd? Yes, you do. Really? Cool. Okay. So now I'd like to talk about some autism news. Autism news! NASCAR driver Armand Armani Williams fuels autism awareness and inclusivity. This is from a CNN.com article, and we will put a link in the show notes. And what does Armani Williams say, Ted? He is 20 years old. He has autism. Spectrum disorder. He was non-verbally mostly when he was a kid. And his parents support as many to help them support so he could learn to ride a bike. His parents supported him, helped him find support so he could learn to ride a bike and go karts. They did different types of cars. He didn't talk when he was a kid, but then he eventually learned to talk. Everybody helped so he could go to school and all that. They helped, helped so he could. First, he started out doing go-karts, and then he learned to drive a car. Yep. And what did he say about what it's like for him? It's like freedom. It, being a go in a car is like a sanctuary. He was invited to a NASCAR driver's diversity program. He uses his hypersivity to sound, sound and touch so he could win races. And now he wants to inspire our new people so he could do anything. Keep pushing forward. It's like when I started out when I was riding a bike. Yeah, did you did you use your ears? Yeah, like if I did the like of the tires, the the air or so like that. Is that true? That's true. Can you tell me more about that because I think that's very interesting. 
I could tell when the tires get air and all that. It's basically a punt to a gas tank, pump with air and backgrounds. Yeah, and you could tell if a car's coming up behind you or something. Yeah, exactly. So, what's next, Ted? Only two more Muppet Show episodes are missing from Dizzy Plus. Oh, we're on Muppet News now. Muppet News! Okay, go ahead. Ahem. Only two Muppet Show episodes are missing from Dizzy Plus, and fans have a disturbing theory about them. The missing episodes are with Kay Ballard was restored. Another one was not restored was Chris Langham, who was a guest star. He yeah, took Chris- over because Richard Pryor was not available. Chris Langham is a alleged sex offender. Uh-oh. He yep. was found guilty of child poor possession. Uh-oh. Bad guy, bad guy. Bad guy, bad guy. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Which is a shame, because could you imagine Richard Pryor and the Muppets? I saw Richard Pryor on Sesame Street. What did he do on Sesame Street? Beside the alphabet. He did, did his version of alphabet. That sounds pretty awesome. We'll have to find that. So what do you have what do you have there on your notes, Ted? The other one I'm missing was the Web of Brook Shields. This is a parody of Alice in Wonderland. Some people think the Muppets don't have permission from Lou because Carl's estate to use it. We don't know it's a mystery. Yeah. So that's weird because I'm pretty sure that Alice in Wonderland is in the public domain. Yeah. Maybe it just made them nervous. If you know anything about why that epi- why the Brooke Shields episode from The Muppet Show might be missing, please do contact us at info at 6630productions.com and you can tell us what you think. Yep. Okay, I think we should wrap this up now. Okay, so we can wrap this up now. That's a good idea. Okay, last our episode for today. Well, I hope you enjoyed today, our episode today. Remember to check us out anytime on YouTube or Facebook. We also have our Buzzsprout, Life in the Ted Lane. We are on Buzzsprout at Life in the Ted Lane. For Apple Podcasts, if people enjoy the show. You can, can also find us on podchaser.com, Life in the Ted Lane. Mm-hmm. People can leave a review. They also review on Apple Podcasts or check us out on stickthory.com. It's 6630productions.com. That's what I said. Well, well, that's it for the episode. I'm Ted Hurst. I hope to see you again soon. Bye. Life in the Ted Lane is created by Ted Harris of Harris Productions in association with 6630 Productions featuring Ted Harris, co-hosted by Lizzie harris Real, music by Vincent Real, sound recording by Lizzie harris Real. Producers acknowledge this was created on land of the Lenape Nation that was created by cognitively challenged people. For more information about Lenape people, visit LenapeNation.org. For more information about this show, visit 663productions.com.